1: The Cowboys are expected to start Cooper Rush in week six against the Eagles. When does Dak Prescott return to the lineup? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast.
2: You are Locked On Cowboys,
0: your locked daily Dallas on. Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast locked Network, your on. team every locked day.
1: On. Locked. Locked. Locked, on. Locked, on. locked On Cowboys. Locked on Cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide, and they have a special offer for our listeners. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com. Slash Locked up I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at
2: McCoolBCP. Landon, what's going on, sir? Not much. Uh, finally uh, back at home in Los Angeles and uh, ready to get back into a normal week schedule and, and excited to take questions. As we've got a team. That has got a lot of... Despite being 4-1, there are a lot of questions to discuss, I would imagine. What I've noticed is every game
1: that the Cowboys win, there's more and more questions every week, which you would think would almost be the opposite. But I think people are excited and fired up uh, about this Cowboys team. So we'll get into that. But before we do, Landon, we've got some uh, some Cowboys news that mm-hmm. we need to get to. Mike McCarthy said that Cooper Rush is expected to start in Week 6. Uh, the Cowboys are being very cautious with Dak Prescott at his thumb. McCarthy mentioned something about how the doctors have not cleared him yet and Dak was disappointed. Um, but what are your thoughts on Cooper Rush starting this week against
2: the Eagles? Well, I, I would say from the 10,000-foot view, I, I'm happy about it. I, I, it's simply because, I, I mean, I, I want to make sure that Dak gets back when he's healthy. And, and I think that there is a danger uh, in letting Dak you know, dictate the timeline on this a little bit because Dak's going to want to come back maybe before he's ready.
1: See you know? Russell Wilson in Seattle last year rushing back from his finger
2: surgery. Yeah. I just think that, you know, they need to be cautious here. And, and, and I think the benefit is that they have a, a, a little bit of leeway to be cautious here yeah. because of the success they've had with Cooper Rush, uh, because of, of this defense, they have a, a little bit of, of leeway to play it safe with Dak, which I think is the right play long term. For the Eagles game, it's disappointing, <laughs> you know, because you want, you want Dak, you want, these are the two of the best teams in the NFL, I think, Uh with, when you add Dak in, into this game and, and you think that the, the game would be fantastic. Is, with, is it
1: disappointing playing. because of the game or because of the long-term um, impact that this game would have if the
2: Cowboys were to win or lose? I think that's all wrapped up into that, right? It's, yeah. it's both. It's it's It's, you know... You you, you, you know, if you lose this game, you, you take a step back in the in the uh, division race. Uh, you know it, it obviously is is not great long term. You, you want to win both these games, uh, but I think that if you're if you're trying to play the long game here, I, I think the the more important long term uh, goal is to make sure that you get a healthy Dak Prescott back when you get it right. Um, so I, I think that. <laughs> It's tough. I, I mean, I certainly don't like it. I want I want to go into the Eagles game with Dak Prescott every single time if 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 that's my choice. Uh, but I mean, with the way <laughs> that Cooper Rush is playing, I can see you know how it could end up being a benefit. You know, and, and it's not like they had a choice at this point. Like Dak, yeah, they don't have a choice, right? But... Yeah.
1: So I, I can see both sides of this because I was actually uh, I got I got into the mistake of reading. Some threads done by our friend Daniel Houston at Cowboy Stats and Grass. Oh, here you go. Uh, that because, guy. But <laughs> we love it, by the way. We love you, it. He makes man. a really good point. Like, if Dak is able to go, and even if you have to maybe tell the doctors, hey, let's kind of force him out there, there's some reasoning behind it. Uh, here are the numbers uh, of the likelihood of the Cowboys winning the NFC East. If they win in week six, it's 45% if they lose it goes down to 10%. If you're the the odds of them becoming the number 1 seed if they win are 28%. They drop all the way down to 6% if they lose. The odds of them making the Super Bowl go from like 12% to like 2% just based off this game because I mean ultimately if the Cowboys win this, they are leading the NFC East. If they lose, they're, you know, what, two games behind the Eagles in the division. And it's just so hard to, to go on the road three straight times in the playoffs and make it to the Super Bowl. So I can see both sides of this. I, I just think the most important thing is having Dak, when he returns, healthy. Because I don't think – if the Cowboys have to go to Philadelphia in January – I don't think that's the scariest thing in the world. I I just, I just don't.
2: I just don't either. And 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 listen,
1: if you have a healthy Dak now, if you have a, if it's if Dak is banged up and playing at seventy
2: percent because he re-injured his thumb, that's totally different, right? You're gonna, you're gonna get through this game one way or another, and then you're gonna have a pretty nice schedule for the rest of the way, especially if Dak comes back. You can figure out a way to win some of these games. The Eagles game, the Eagles schedule. Uh, you know, it's it's not going to get any easier than it has been already. For them. I mean, it's
1: pretty easy. They're I think they're favored in yeah, 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 every other game
2: this year the, except for the, the co- cow- uh, Dallas. The Cowboys have like you know as easy a schedule as 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 the Eagles, right? I, I mean that that's part minus of a the- couple of games, but yes, basically. Yeah. And so I just feel like there's a lot that can happen, you know, and 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 I and as much as everyone wants to crown you know the Eagles, there certainly is lots of places to, for there to be stumbles from here on out. The Cowboys need to try to – the Cowboys need to find a way to win this game with Cooper Rush. I think yeah. they can do it. I don't, I don't think we should it's just It's going to be a resign. lot harder, but you can do it. Yeah. I, I just don't think we should resign to the idea that that the Cowboys are going to lose necessarily. Um, but, no. I, but I also think that you're right. I mean I think obviously you want this game with Dak it's, Prescott. It's a huge game. But remember,
1: the Cowboys have Dak Prescott locked up at $40 million each of the next two years, including this year, right? Like – it's, it's the long play here because you know if you can keep Dak 100% healthy and when he comes back having him playing well and not just have his confidence shaken, I'm going to whisper this, but you're still the best team in the NFC East. Yep. Like you, you are. are. So just You are. Get, get your quarterback healthy and figure it out when it happens. Maybe it doesn't happen until after Halloween, right? Who knows? But that's got to be the number one goal above everything else, even though this is such
2: a high leverage game for Dallas. I mean, again, I point out because we so soon forget this game. Things happen, like crazy things happen. Crazy things have happened to us already this year. So, uh, yeah, like I think we just take the one game at a time. Yes. Don't never tell me the odds, Daniel. It's, it's, <laughs> a, week six. it's a week.
1: It's a week. It's it's a super important game, but at the end of the day, it's a week six road game that yeah. you're not expected to win, anyways. It's it's not that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things. Let's uh, let's get to your questions. I know we'll probably have some more about Cooper Rush, but before we do that, a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. It can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when faced with a challenge in life, but when you learn how to find your own solutions, there is no better feeling. A therapist can help you become a better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter how big, or how small, if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, we would highly, highly recommend BetterHelp. It's a fantastic option. It's convenient. It's accessible. It's affordable. And most importantly, it's available entirely on online. You can do it with your camera on. You can have it with your camera off. And we basically like a phone call. It makes it so easy. You can get matched with a the therapist after filling out a brief survey and you can switch therapists at any time for any reason at all. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can help you get there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month.
0: This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night. Yep. You heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service. anytime. Sounds like a real game changer. If you ask us make the right call and get the service you deserve with discover limitations, apply, see terms at discover.com slash credit card.
1: All right, Landon, let's, uh, let's get to some of these questions. And we have a lot of people that want to know about Jabril Cox. Now he's, he really hasn't played a lot. Uh oh. I, I I got I got fooled this uh, this week. I saw on the box score on the snap count, it said Jabril Cox won defensive snap. So I'm like, oh yes, he when did he play on defense? I want to go watch it. And I pulled it up using my fancy little thing at pro football focus. And it was on the fake punt where they threw the pass. That was his only <laughs> defensive snap. Uh so people want to know: is this the week that the Cowboys finally used Jabril Cox? to potentially spy Jalen
2: Hurts? Um, you know, that's an interesting thought. I, I don't know. I mean, it, it seems like a lot of responsibility for a guy who hasn't played a lot of defensive snaps. Um, and and sometimes, you know, spying is, is, it's not as straightforward as, as it always seems like. It's not always like, oh, you're just spying this guy. It's it, You have to go through a certain amount of, of, uh, of reads and cues to make sure that that's, you know, you still have responsibilities that may be larger than just the quarterback. Um, I think it makes sense. I, I think for the Cowboys, you know, they, they really need to make sure that, that they, that they have something in the middle of, of that offensive line, yeah. you know, covering to make sure that he didn't just slip out the front of it every single time. I mean, yeah. I think that will be a huge portion of what's going on. I mean, I, I look, I, I don't know if we've heard anything about Jason Kelsey or, or about, Landon Dickerson yet. Um, those guys were both banged up in week five. Yep. <clears throat> and Landon Dickerson's got the best. Like, he has maybe an elite first name. <clears throat> and uh, – and, and, I thought he was going to go with elite first step or elite uh, – no, no, elite first, elite first, first name. Uh, <clears throat> we should also uh, mention Jordan Mai tai,
1: their left tackle, did not play last week with a knee injury. That's right.
2: And we, we're not exactly sure what this – was it a knee or a shoulder? I can never remember. It might have
1: been shoulder. You're, you're yeah. probably right.
2: And, and so I, it'll be interesting to see if those guys play. Because, honestly, I think – that is the whole thing, right? Like the reason the Eagle, the Eagles have been as good as they have been is not, as far as I'm concerned, not Jalen Hurts. It's not these wide receivers. It's not the running backs. It's not the pass rush. It's this offensive line. It's the best offensive line in football. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 I think that you know the the, the ability to pr- protect Jalen Hurts, uh, you know he's basically been able to play seven on seven out there yeah. against some of these teams. Yeah. So I, I do think that in, in, you know. And I'm sorry, I've gone way off track from the original question, but I do think that that there will be some spy in there. I don't think you need to necessarily make it your, uh, uh, you know, the primary the, the defense main, or primary like defense that, right. or the main package. Uh, and, and and because of that, I, I can't imagine that they're going to go out of their way to try to get someone, uh, you know, to sub in to do that role specifically, especially when you know the job could easily be done by uh so like one of the safeties you could easily have wilson well, do that you could you can have you can have we had, we, had few, do
1: that. we had a few listeners remind me in the uh in, in on twitter that the cowboys actually did spy jalen hurts back at the end of 2020 yeah and the person that they used to spy was not a linebacker it was actually CJ Goodwin uh Bones yeah, Fossil right. recommended that the Cowboys use Goodwin to spy Jalen Hurts and it worked. Uh, yeah. Now they didn't do it last year, so I, I kind of don't think we'll see it. But it is interesting that the Cowboys have done this before, and they used arguably their fastest defensive back to do it. Uh,
2: yeah, I mean, I think you, you've got to have uh, someone who's physical that could bring him down because that's part of it too. And Salem that's a good one, is right? Very, very strong, right? Yeah. Like, so uh, if you're going to use a safety or a defensive back, it's got to be someone who is a solid tackler who can bring him down. You know, and and honestly, I think that the key thing here is. You got to mix it up. Like if you just, if you keep one guy doing it, they'll, they'll make an adjustment there that'll make you pay for it. So yep. uh, I, I just don't see them like specifically calling up Cox just for this. Uh, I don't see it either. You know, I just now I think Now maybe that
1: you use less of Bar and Vanderesh on the field at the same time and you use more three safety looks to kind of combat some of their speed. But I, I don't think you're going to see like the way the Cowboys used, uh, was it? Yeah, Jordan Lewis against the Saints like yeah. in 2018, just to follow Alvin Kamara. Like, I don't think you're going to see something like that.
2: You'll probably see snaps of stuff like that. Snaps, you know? yes, but but not like you know whole downs or whole drives that are like that. So yes. I mean, not whole obviously whole downs, but whole drives that are like that. Right. It'll, they'll mix it up. That's what they do. Is they want to give them a bunch of different looks. And look, especially if they're missing Kelsey. I mean, I, I, Cam Jurgens is a, is a heck of a backup center to be able to just sub yeah, in there. Second I mean, round pick to have somebody, yeah. It shows you that the depth on this on that Eagles team on the offensive line, but I I mean I'll take Cam Jurgens in his first start, uh you know, not knowing exactly what he's looking at uh, all day over Kelsey. Yeah. So make make the young kid confused by what he sees.
1: I 100 percent agree. That's something to monitor this week as the practice reports come out. Keep an eye on that offensive line for Philadelphia because that could decide the game. Uh, this next question from Todd. He wants to know fill in the blank. If Blank has a great game this Sunday, the Cowboys are likely to win.
2: Cooper Rush, <laughs> kind of obvious, right? I mean, it, 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 honestly, I know it's obvious, but like, I I have faith in this defense in like taking care of business. I think that the Eagles might may score more points than a lot of these other teams have. That may be true, but I also believe that the Cowboys Dallas Cowboys are going to get theirs on defense, you know, and yeah. be able to, to to create maybe create turnovers. Uh, get them off the field a couple times. What I worry about is obviously the offense and their ability to, you know, sustain drives. And yeah. I don't think that you're necessarily going to be able to win on the ground, uh, you know, consistently enough. You're not going to be able to sustain drives, right? You're going to yeah. have to get big plays. They need third downs to improve. I mean, they've gotten away with winning these games with terrible third down percentages all these weeks. That has got to, that has got to find a way to improve. Um, and if they can, you know, and you know, look, I know Cooper rush is a cop-out answer, but it's, it's, it's the answer. Like, you know, I, I, I just think that that's, that's the, the, the difference between these two teams when they normally play is the quarterback play. And that's the difference now, even with Cooper rush, it's just facing the opposite way. So you need Cooper rush to have his best game of, uh, you know, and be a little bit more aggressive, be a little bit more. Uh, taking your chances. This is not a team that is going to like take the foot off the gas on you. So you shouldn't either. And, and, and look, you you may throw an interception. You may get a forced fumble on a, on a, on a, on a sack, but you got to keep, keep pushing, got to keep pushing the ball down the field because otherwise you're just not going to be able to keep up with Philadelphia and, you know, keep up with scoring. If you keep giving that offense multiple opportunities and you keep punting the ball, you know, you're know you just not going to be able to stay close with them and, and and play the game that you want to play at the end of the game.
1: I will also say DeMarcus Lawrence, right? He's got the toughest yeah. matchup on the offensive line going up against Lane Johnson. But he does if, well against
2: Lane Johnson. And he
1: does. He does. If he plays another awesome game where he's just dominant against the run and he gets you six or seven pressures and a sack and a forced fumble and then Micah is continuing to do whatever he does on the other side and in the middle and you're getting pass rush from Dorrance Armstrong – If Lawrence has a great game in this one, I have a hard time seeing Philadelphia be super successful in offense.
2: I agree. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, right? Is that, you know, if you watch the way the Eagles play, they want to run the football. Mm -hmm. And that's where the Cowboys have got to, you know, put a lot of their focus early on this game. You need to put Jalen Hurts in passing situations. Basically, what's going to happen is he'll go through one, maybe two reads, and then he's going to try to run the football for the first down. The Cowboys can handle that. Like, but mm-hmm. you got to put them in a situation where they've got to be put into like third long situations, which is incredibly tough. And that's why teams have struggled against the Eagles is they have, you know, one of the best offensive line. They move people off the ball. Uh, they've got running backs who, who, you know, will read the hole and that are explosive. Uh, so they got to find a way to limit early down success, put Jalen hurts in situations that he's not comfortable with, especially with a potentially beat up offensive line. And then just keep it all in front of you. Mush rush, uh, mm-hmm. Attack the the center of the pocket and not just the outside. Uh, make him uncomfortable. He still has that same stuff in him that he had last year. Th- it's just that these defenses haven't quite gotten it. <laughs> forced him to get into that yet. Uh, okay. Prove prove that Jalen Hurts is still Jalen Hurts with with this defense, and I think the Cowboys can win.
1: All right, let's get to some more questions. But before we do that, we want to tell you about BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game that you can find. And as always, Online remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information with live bet- betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every single sport out there. It is the fastest and the easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including NFL, NBA, MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more.
0: online where the game starts. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line or... Could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former SportsCenter anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, Dynasties will fall. Legacies will change forever and new goats will emerge. Follow alternate routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can listen to alternate routes early and ad free right now by joining Wondery plus. All right, let's get to some more questions. And this is a, a really good one about some free agents.
1: Uh, pick two of these free agents that you want to bring back after the season Landon. only two: Anthony Brown, C.J. Goodwin, Tristan Hill, Noah Brown, Cooper Rush, Tony Pollard, Terrence
2: Steele, Donovan Wilson, Dalton Schultz. I didn't, I didn't write any of these down, but so, I, I, I'm, allowed Anthony, wait, hold on. I'm allowed to pick Anthony, two? Only two. Okay, go ahead. At the respect
1: of like basically whatever the market says they're probably worth it. I can,
2: we could probably guess. Yes. Yeah, we can guess. So give me the, give me the names when we're talking.
1: Anthony Brown, C.J. Goodwin. Tristan Hill, Noah Brown, Cooper Rush, Tony Pollard, Terrence Steele, Donovan Wilson, and Dalton Schultz. There's one that is obvious to me. Who's I think the Terrence, obvious one to you,
2: Terrence, Terrence Steele. Steel. Yeah. Uh, okay, I agree. Steele needs to come back. Um, the next one's hard.
1: Um, yeah, I, I, because you kind of have a replacement at every position. Available for these guys, right? Anthony Brown. You have Deron Bland, Calvin Joseph, and Nation Wright. CJ Goodwin. You have Calvin Joseph, Tristan Hill. You've got a bunch of defensive tackles there. Noah Brown. You got Jalen Tolbert, Tony Pollard. Not really. Donovan Wilson. You've got Israel Makamu, Marquis Bell, Malik Hooker, Jaron Curse.
2: I, oof. I, you know, it's funny because. To me, the name, <laughs> despite having replacements, the name that came to my mind is, is Anthony Brown because yeah. I feel like you could get him at a discount still because his market may not be huge. Um, yeah. And I think you could probably pay, get a good rate for who he is, I guess is what I was saying. Yeah. Um, I think Tristan Hill is an interesting one. I don't think he's going to have a huge market. No, it feels like he
1: could get like a slight pay bump. Like I wouldn't if be surprised he, if Dallas does one of those like two year, four million yeah.
2: contracts. If he, if he doesn't like fully break out by the end of the year, I would certainly be interested in that just to see right now. There is a chance that he kind of continues on the trajectory he, yeah. he's on and suddenly prices himself out for us. But I also think that Noah Brown is something worth considering. You know, like I, I don't know what his number is going to be. Um, uh it'll,
1: he'll get a pay he'll, he'll get a bump just because he's been around for a while and his stats are better but like let's say it's four and a half million
2: that might be too rich because you still have simi Fuhoku, and i like Fahoku. you had yeah, tolbert
1: he, who you drafted you you in the tolbert, third round who
2: you're still going to use yeah so maybe not noah brown but i, I do think that somebody's going to get a very interesting player for a decent price dalton schultz I I mean, I think the more the season goes on, the more I think Schultz becomes the answer, right? I I think as well because he – I
1: mean, I would be shocked at this point with the way the season has gone if they franchise him again.
2: uh, Yeah, and I would be shocked at the way the season goes that he gets some kind of enormous contract offer at the end of the year too. Although –
1: I say that every year, and the tight end market is just dumb. It's crazy. Like, it's stupid. Like, if you are a competent pass catcher who can block a tiny bit, you're getting $12 million, even if your numbers are awful. So I think you're right, but it wouldn't shock me to see a team pay like Tennessee give him four for 44 this offseason.
2: You know, $12 million for Schultz next year may be a bargain. You know, so, I mean, that's just the way I the tight end, tight end market minutes. is. Awful. So, uh, I, but at the same time, it's like you've gotten so much out of. Out, uh, I need to see more out of. Well, uh, I think Ferguson we'll know about the of of Yeah, we'll know I, how I do Ferguson we'll and Hendershot are. Yeah, but I definitely need to see more. Like this isn't enough to make me feel comfortable with getting rid of Dalton Schultz. Like, I, I mean, they're well on their way, but but it's still got to continue for me. to I kind of feel the I'm same
1: ready. though. I think Anthony Brown and Steele, given what their prices probably are, because. You can never have enough corners. Even if you don't love Anthony Brown as your number two, let's say he comes back next year and is your number three because Jordan Lewis leaves or whatever. Yeah. It's a great third corner if you have He's
2: him. an inside-outside guy. He's a vet. Yeah. You know, he's reliable. He can play special teams. He's fast. Like yeah. he's, There's just lots to like about Anthony Brown when he's playing well. Yeah.
1: All right. This last question comes from Zach, and it's kind of a self-serving question because you and oh, I boy. both like this player. Uh, he wants to know, uh, wh- how much draft capital would you give up to acquire Derek mm. Brown, the defensive tackle from the Carolina Panthers? It seems like the Panthers are going to be having a fire sale here pretty soon uh, after firing Matt Rule. Derek Brown has this year left on his contract. He's got another year after that, and then they've got the fifth-year option. Um, his, his base salary is very low for the next two years, $1.2 this year, <sighs> $2.3 next year. And he's played really, really well this season. Like he's finally broken out.
2: How, I knew he would eventually. Yeah. You know? I mean, he's just too talented.
1: How tempted would you be to like give up, let's say, third-round pick and maybe more, to just put him in the middle of this defense and pair him with Osa, and now you can really stop the
2: run? I'm tempted, man. You know, I mean, I think the one thing you feel like this defense needed, and and it feels like we've gotten a little bit of with Bohana because I think Bohana's played really good football. Um, At times, is, I think he's been a little up and down, but he, sure. he, he was certainly seeing more flashes than we did last year. Yeah, absolutely. I think if you could find a way to add a, a player like that to the middle of the defense, man. Uh, I mean. Talent wise, like you'd be kind of off the charts. You might end up needing to trade a player just to kind of have the room for this, right? Like, Probably. do you feel like four tackles, five tackles? You mean? I mean, may- maybe you sh- maybe you send back like a Neville Gallimore,
1: right, or something like that, right? or something like-, like that. Who? I mean, Gallimore is not getting a ton of snaps with Dallas right now. Maybe that's Chauncey Golston who goes back over there instead. I I don't know if I love that, but something I, I think like it would that.
2: more be Gallimore. Yeah, like because Probably. Gallimore, like you get actual. Uh, I, I mean, if you sent Golston back, I think it wouldn't be, it wouldn't really move the needle. If you send Gallimore back, maybe you could trade it for like a fourth round pick, right? Which uh, you should be getting that in the comp pick next yeah. year. So, uh, yeah. and and the, basically, you're just trading Gallimore for, you know, for Brown, Brown. Um, yeah. I'd take that honestly. I, I just think that it would take your defense to a whole other level. it's it, it, all the opportunity to rush the passer suddenly gets unlocked because you got Derrick Brown playing in the middle of your offense on first and second down. And, and oh, that's defense. the thing.
1: And he he is he's so good at occupying double teams and not moving at all. And imagine putting him with Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence and Armstrong and all these guys that can get pressure. I think it makes a ton of sense. Now, if you're wondering why Carolina would do this. A couple of things. They are projected to be seventeen million dollars over the cap next year. Like they've got to just start shedding salaries. They wrecked themselves, basically.
2: Yeah. Poorly. On
1: top of that, they gave up their third round pick, in their fifth round pick, and their sixth round pick next year to draft Matt Corral this year. So they have no picks, and that's a bad spot to be in when you're a rebuilding team with no picks and no cap space. So as good it's as a fire Derek, sale, yeah, as good as Derek Brown is. If they could get a third rounder plus a player, name the player, I think they would be at least. I think they would at least have a conversation about it.
2: I think they should. You know, I mean, it's just one of those things that it 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 really it really sets your defense up for what it ultimately wants to do. He's not he's not a pass rusher, but you don't need any more pass rushers. You don't. But so. What you it's need is not a big is,
1: salary either. That's the best no, part for Dallas.
2: Yeah, and what you need is someone who will get you into those situations where you're allowed to pass rush, and that's where Derek Brown comes in. If you're if you're stuffing double teams, I mean, I mean, imagine they run a lot of this kind of double t- tackle only lines, you know, where they have like two defensive tackles. Imagine if those two t- defensive tackles that's were Quinton Bohana and Derek Brown, and then you got all those other guys roaming behind them. I mean, it, there's lots of things that you could do with one more even better than what you've got a uh, big fella who could, you know, who nice. could, who can move around a little bit. And, and I think, you know, for such a cheap price, a team that's desperate, this seems like a smart move to make. I mean, you know, it, it, there's lots of these other players that you could you have this conversation with, with in, regarding the Cowboys, you know, DJ Moore. I, I just but, don't know but, if but, but any of those really make sense. This that's Brown. exactly what I was going to say. This one actually makes sense for what the Cowboys are trying to do. The cost um I think it would take a, what is already a, a borderline elite defense, you know, up even further.
1: And the other thing is, is it's not a rental either. No, right? you get no. him this year and next year, and then you, after this, you see him play this year. Then you can decide on the fifth year option. Like if he's amazing, like he comes in there and changes your defense, you give him the fifth year option, and now you you have him under control through the twenty three, twenty four season. I just think this is the perfect fit. Of helps right now. But can also help in the future, but doesn't use up cap that we're kind of saving for Micah Parsons and Trevon Diggs and C. D. Lamb.
2: And and the only reason I'll just say this, the only reason I would trade for this nose tackle is because you can go get nose tackles off the street. That's absolutely true. But there is a certain echelon of these guys, you know, at a certain level of athleticism that is just they're, you know, planet players, right? They're just not gonna find a yeah. ton of these guys who are that elite player. I I think that Brown is one of those guys, and, and and he's not something you're going to be able to just sign off the street for even free agency. Even
1: and to be fair, people that have been listening to this podcast for a while know they remember our thoughts back in 2020, the, the draft process where we were talking about could the Cowboys move up a couple spots and draft a Derek Brown. He goes ends up being picked, I think, eighth overall. It's a player that I think fits in really well with this defense. It's really starting to emerge as a high quality player. And on a team that's rebuilding, I'm just not sure how much a run player makes sense for them right now, especially when they're you know void of picks coming up in the future. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, uh, make sure you're downloading the Locked On Cowboys podcast wherever you're getting your podcast. We want to thank you for making us your first listen. Now go make your second listen to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than thirty minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Follow uh, us on Twitter at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCP. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. We'll see you guys next time. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music